0: I always want to give a big shout out to everybody who's supporting us. If you enjoy the content of our show, there is a way that you can go out and help us continue what we're doing and helping the veteran community. And as far as that goes, anyone who listens to our show. And that's by joining us as a patron on our Patreon site. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash mentors, the number four M-I-L. By doing so, you can help us continue doing what we're doing here. And that's passing on some great information Hopefully, that'll cause some kind of action or that'll help you in some particular way. I also want to give a big shout out to one of our biggest patrons on the Patreon site, and that's Jonathan Lambert. Thanks, Jonathan, for everything that you're doing. And at this time, though, I'd like for you to sit back, relax, and get ready to enjoy another episode of Mentors for Military. This is the Mentors for Military podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Robert Gown and joining me on this podcast is Tom and Jen Satterley, Paul Martinez, Scott Johnson. And before I introduce our guests for this episode, I want to share some information I found recently. According to the Grandview Research Inc. review that was released in April of 2017, alternative and complementary medicine market worth by 2025 will be $197 billion dollars. So this kind of form of therapy are used for treatment of chronic ailments, long-term pain, among others. Also used for additional vitamins, dietary supplementation, regular diet. It's, uh, you know, the whole thing has really taken off with alternative solutions to medicine these days. And you find oils and all kinds of different things. I can tell you my own family is doing uh, much of the same thing. And within our community... We've really been watching the results of our friends, former teammates, and others when they've used holistic treatments to help treat various ailments. So one company that we follow is Uncana. For those of you that may not be familiar with Uncana, they're a veteran-owned and operated CBD advocacy education and sales company operating out of Denver, Colorado. We followed the team behind Uncana for years. Before the company was founded, there's always been a lot of trust and voice in what they say into the veteran community. And so for this episode... We're joined by the CEO of Uncana, and that's Kobe Cochran, and welcome to the show, brother. Appreciate you coming on.
1: Thanks, Robert. We uh, appreciate the opportunity, and we're glad to be here.
0: Kobe, there's so much misinformation out there and misunderstandings about CBD and how it compares to THC, and I know that even on your page and Instagram and such, you've ran a lot of uh, comparisons about the two products and such. So maybe a breakdown and some education would be helpful about uh, you know, what is CBD, what is THC, how do they differ?
1: absolutely i think uh, one of our biggest uh frustrations is fighting misinformation in the industry right now because uh, we're trying to look out for the community and steer them in the right direction uh but there are far more bad actors than are good in the space unfortunately um to start you know if guys uh want to check out our cbd guide on site at our website um we push all this information out there but i'm bringing that up because I built that guide personally with our partners, uh, which include researchers and and actual subject matter experts. And, uh, you know, it's not our version of this is what CBD is. It's the science version of what CBD is. And so if guys want factual answers to their questions, uh, we've got that covered. And so that's kind of going to be the intent here is uh, to break it down for everyone. How do you break
0: down some of that stigma that's out there?
1: Yeah, stigma is uh, it's interesting. Any stigma surrounding hemp or uh, hemp-derived CBD products, uh, we firmly believe it's strictly due to a lack of education, uh, ignorance, which it's not a bad thing uh, because this research is all relatively new. You know, you've got hemp being studied and grown in state pilot programs, you know, just uh, as recent as 2014. Um, so we're catching up to the world when it comes to hemp research and really understanding uh, the plant and the supplements uh, derived from it. As far as stigma in the tactical or veteran law enforcement, federal communities, it's incredible. It, it exists everywhere. And uh, it's been pretty interesting to see positive feedback we've had for how we're addressing the stigma. And I think one of the most important things I want to push across in regards to stigma is essentially trying to separate the difference between marijuana and hemp. Mm-hmm. Uh, for guys to break that up out and understand that they're completely different Um, applications of the two individual plants. You know, marijuana is used for medical and recreational consumption, whereas hemp has over 25,000 different applications. And uh, that's every industry from textiles, fabric, timber, paper, um, even petroleum, uh, plastics, and uh, pharmaceuticals. So hemp is a major disruptor uh, to, you know, mega million Uh, industries, I guess, is kind of the the best way to describe uh, the landscape of the industry. So you can imagine the financial issues involved, stakeholder interest, and lobbyist stance on it. I think the way that we're going about addressing the stigma by just providing accurate information, really educating people, and showing that, you know, it's not a bunch of pot leaves or you know, your stereotypical pothead type stuff slapped all over packaging and branding and, and things like that. And uh, there's just none of the stoner stereotype because that's simply not what these products are used for. It's one of those things where once people break it down they understand that, you know, marijuana typically has anywhere from five to 30% THC level on average, I guess, total percentage content. Uh, and CBD has less than 0.3%, and that's by, you know, federal law. Uh, they can understand that essentially they're not going to have any type of high or psychoactive effects when using CBD. Uh, So it's interesting in that application. And I think we're still having trouble breaking the stigma of our full spectrum products, which do have trace amounts of THC. Um, Obviously people have concerns over your analysis, which we can cover that later. Uh, But I guess the biggest question is people are saying, Hey, you know, are you just putting, you're not going to experience any type of high because You have to, you know, is it some kind of hidden disclaimer where you're going to get in trouble by law? And actually, these products are designed to get you high. And that's simply not the case with industry leading companies. And in this case, ourselves, who are partnered with an industry leading company. But that's where the bad actors come into play. And they're selling synthetic products. They're selling spice. You know, these things are actually designed to give you some type of psychoactive effect. And they're stamping CBD on the label and saying that's just cannabidiol. And they're sending that vapor cartridge out, you know, global distribution. And uh, I think that's an issue that, you know, the whole industry faces and needs to address and shut down because it's dangerous and it's preventing progress for the rest of us. Stigma, it's it's one of those things that exist. It's, it's very prevalent. Um, but I'll tell you, you know, we have, you know, I wish I could drop some names here, but they probably wouldn't appreciate that too much. You know, we've got... Everyone from uh, retired special forces sergeant majors, uh, guys who did, you know, platoon sergeant regiment, all, all across, veterans from the me, from conventional community at all levels. You know, this isn't uh, some young guy, new way to bypass marijuana laws or anything like that. I mean, it's truly a supplement that we believe every American will have, you know, in their medicine cabinet or, or whatever they stock their supplements in the near future. So it's uh, it's interesting.
0: I think, uh, like you had mentioned, there's been a lot of people that actually have seen some positive effects of it, but there's also that uh, that whole thing that's out there from legislature, from old school people that may not understand the benefits of it and how it works, although they have seen it. Uh, I think a lot more frequently now within the news in terms of um, for different types of care, for chemo or for different types of cancer treatments and those types of things where people are seeing the positive results, especially in young children that they may have that otherwise wouldn't have taken these oils or used them and such. And so people are now becoming a lot more open to the idea and the concept, whereas also some of these organizations that are using oils for various treatments and getting more into the holistic side of it is opening up people to that perspective as well. I think those, the use of those things uh, in its most simplest raw forms that our forefathers used on farms, you know, to treat illnesses and stuff are now starting to bring the awareness back to people of, well, maybe I don't need to go to the medicine cabinet and go get a drug when I can go use something more natural.
2: You know, what's sad about that? is you're going up against a multi-leveled uh front you're going up against the the mindset of everybody that oh it's just marijuana in a different form you know you're hiding it it's like candy cigarettes or something uh, i literally walked into a new store which is a block up the street almost bought everything out of it but my question was okay they legalized marijuana for for medicinal purposes in missouri this year um is this a precursor he's like nope all the stores will remain separate this is a completely different line And then I I studied it a little more and got into it, and I understand it, but you're going up against that, the stigma, and you're going up against Big Pharma, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: who, by the way, has billions to advertise all their pills with six pages of what's going to be wrong with you if you take this pill, you know, and you don't have billions of dollars to market. And they're terrifying people to take your product is what they're doing. And if you're lucky, you won't end up dead by being a
1: holistic healer, you know, so. I think absolutely. Uh, Yeah you know you've got pharma they've patented cannabidiol. they've uh developed their prescription synthetic version of 99 percent pure cbd isolate uh which is what many many companies are offering in a food grade processing facility with fda certifications and it's a completely natural substance um so that's you know indicator one where you're kind of scratching your head like hey are they trying to establish a monopoly and what's the fda's take on this and uh you know, they talk about FDA disclaimers. They're on everything we do, and uh, it prohibits our ability to actually educate the community on the potential of these supplements uh, because we legally cannot make statements. So we basically have to be like we offer a quality product, and uh, here's a bunch of links to research. Start digging.
2: The hope for you is, is is uh, let's say, GNC. They sell overpriced crap with fillers and binders, you know? It, it, they're making billions. So, I mean, there's hope there that people— the people start to believe it. I mean, it works. I, I take all the stuff. You, you've sent us some stuff. It's amazing. We we don't get high and take it. You know, it, it doesn't work that way. And and if, if people would study it and educate themselves versus listening to other people pump out information, they think that's education nowadays is watching the news, you know, watching TV, listening to the news or or, or YouTube. You know, it, it's like that's your new education. You could put anything out there. Look up everything yourself. Read it yourself. Dig in and not YouTube and not the news find out what's really going on. I mean, I did to, to find out what's up with CBD and the differences. I, I wanted to know the differences of what it stimulated and how it worked because it works so well. And when something does work as well as your products do, um, when you're in back pain or you're depressed or you're feeling miserable, and then you, 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 know, you lollipop or some oil or creams and your back pain's gone and I haven't taken an opioid in I don't know how long now. It's it's just ridiculous that people fight that. You're giving
3: me this uh, warm and fuzzy feeling inside right now, <laughs> Tom.
1: That's, uh, that's absolutely incredible to hear.
3: Well, I think they fight it because you have this preconceived notion. I mean, every pill that I've ever been prescribed has had some side effect that has been detrimental to my life. Or you know, the the pain remediation that I was given by the military and by civilian doctors, it got me high. So when you tell, tell me you can relieve my pain and I'm not going to get high – my experience says that that may not happen, and you know I've used CBDs as well. And you know I got out of the army with fifteen prescriptions for various things. Some of them are prescriptions to balance other prescriptions. I don't take yeah. any.
1: I uh, I love with twelve. Them. So yeah, exactly.
3: Valuable. You know, it, my appetite fixed. My appetite it fixed. Sleeping it fixed. Pain it helped with mood regulation. Helped. I mean, the-
1: well, here, here's a side effect, and here's a new pill for that side effect. Exactly. A, a side effect of the first pill you're on. Yeah. Yeah. And we're if gonna you talk, to, to combat talk that side yeah, talk health, talk uh,
2: natural, naturopath uh, healing, and and talk uh, diet to people, and they'll they'll shoot you down. I got to talk to my doctor. I need to do this, but you know what? You talk about a twinkie, like oh, those things will last forever. You can eat those; those are great, and they'll shove them in their mouth all day long. Twinkies, ho hoes whatever it is, alcohol. Guys are dying from alcohol, and that's okay, you know. And everybody's worried about CBD oil, or even even marijuana. I mean, I'd take it that far. Literally natural substances, um, but people are killing themselves on alcohol, and that's okay.
1: Yeah, and Tom, what's interesting is CBD is actually scientifically proven to act as THC's antagonist. <laughs> um, so you throw that stat out there and you start looking into it, and I mean, it comes full circle. In, any uh, person that has a little bit of common sense and does, you know, just barely scratches the surface of hemp-derived CBD products, um, they're they're going to see it for what it is, and then they're going to see the legal and regulatory landscape forming. And uh, and they're going to start questioning some things, I think.
0: You know, I want to hit on this topic because we hit both of them right here about big pharma and about post-traumatic stress and some of the other veteran issues that people face. I mean, let's face it. If you spend any time in the military, you know, whether it be three, four years or, you know, 15 or 20, you're going to walk out the door with ailments, you know, and it's not going to maybe hit you right off the bat. It could hit you five, 10 years down the road when all of a sudden things just start falling, going south and falling apart and everything. And you start realizing that, oh, crap, it was that stupid thing that I did when I was 19 years old or 20 years old that did it, you know. And so like you were talking about, big pharma has the opportunity to go out there and present themselves that they are the people behind the, the treatments for all these different ailments that you have. And like you said, you may end up taking one. It flips a receptor in your body. It says, hey, for you, Tom, it's going to mess with your sleep. It may not do the same thing for you, Kobe. So here, here you go. Here's some medicine for you that'll offset that so that you can sleep at night. Well, what happens with that is then you have a hard time going and getting stopped up with your bowel movement. So here, here's another medication so that you can now go to the bathroom and you can sleep and it'll fix your knee pain that you've got. And it just goes on and on and on. And people end up getting addicted to a lot of this, uh, this medication. They're allowed to advertise. They're allowed to do those types of things. And usually it's the first thing in terms of veterans that's prescribed to them when they go to get treatment. You know, they they get treatment by a psychologist or a psychiatrist, treatment through communication and meetings and stuff like that. But they also usually get treatment in many cases also with pharmaceuticals. I think one of the
1: issues contributing to stigma, potentially stigma in a different way, is people are looking at CBD oil as, you know, like essential oils essential oils do have therapeutic properties you know uh that's due to the terpenes the actual aromas their molecules themselves uh but you look at essential oils in that market and what people you know think of whenever it comes to that and then you look at uh some of these large-scale isolate manufacturers who you know are offering a 30 milliliter product with 250 milligrams of isolate right and uh and if we're saying over here like hey for me personally Thirty milligrams twice a day is that's my number you know i hit that and i'm calm, cool, and collected throughout the day um and in it's a very individual supplement so requires trials and, and we can touch on dosing and things like that a little bit later if you have these major companies who everyone has heard of and they see it all over the place because they had a head start in all this stuff and they're offering very impotent products you know or not uh not enough actual total cbd content in there for the issues that maybe some people are trying to use it for and then people take in they're like i don't really feel anything i'm writing it off you know that's that's kind of one of those things where it's it's heartbreaking to us yeah because it's like hey you know especially you know we've had uh maybe a few guys write to us and are like hey i don't really feel anything with your isolate products and and so we'll jump on a phone call with them and say hey you know what what exactly you trying to use it for what's your dosing schedule what is some of your body features i guess height weight things like that build and based on the feedback we receive from customers it's on a one-to-one on affiliated with the company just actually trying to help guys in our community we'll say hey here's feedback from other people and and you know maybe i'll help you but it, it comes down to you know it's it's natural plant supplement and we're all you know very individual but it doesn't not work for anyone and i say not work in quotes because some people are like oh it didn't work it's it's not a matter of did the product work or not work. If it is high quality natural CBD, whether it's isolate or full spectrum, it's scientifically going to work in your body. You know, whether it gave you the effect that you wanted or maybe you're, uh, that you expected, you know, that depends on a thousand different variables. You know, and, and it can't we can't just throw one specific thing out there and say, "Hey, this is this is going to do it for all of you." 'Cause you know, you take a six foot, two hundred and twenty pound guy and uh, and he's taking thirty milligrams twice a day, and you know, your wife who's half size is trying to take the same thing. If she's taking a full spectrum product, she's probably gonna be, you know, a little bit sleepy. And that's about it. You know, body will feel great. But you know what I mean? It it may not be the effect that she wants. So that's where she would have to adjust on the subsequent dosing and maybe scale it down a little bit or you know, we tell people to start low in the first place so that they don't waste their money. Um, but B, can really dial it in and see, you know, at, at what point is this, you know, give me the results that that I'm wanting. And that's so, like
2: any, anything you do. I mean, put in the work, put in the effort, put some time into it and give it a chance, you know? Yeah, I, yeah.
4: I literally just had, um, like Tom said, a place opened less than a mile from our house. My best friend who has chronic um, pain from fibromyalgia was like, hey, can you meet me up there and like, well, they have people that work there that can help you through it, but okay. So she called me yesterday and she's like, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. I, you know, I I tried it and I'm like, well, what are you doing? Cause they said, take, you know, four to five droppers of this or that. She's like, well, I'm only doing one cause I have to go to work and I'm scared that I won't be able to drive or that I'm going to get high. And I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. So she called me this morning. She's like, I did my five droppers and my neck pain's gone. Like, yes, you know, like (laughs) They told you what to take, and you still did, like, an eighth of the dosage because you were afraid, like, and she was ready to write it off. I'm like, no, 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 no. After Just- she
2: met her there for the deal. <laughs> <to go down>.
5: <laughs> <laughs> that's uh,
3: that's funny. Hold, hold my hand while we walk into this place. Yeah, this exactly. Thing. Yeah, a lot of people are. But Jen brings up a good point. This is over the counter like aspirin, but it doesn't work like aspirin. You don't take the bottle, read the back and then take the pill and you feel a little bit better, you know, despite being much safer than aspirin actually is. I mean, you need this is a process and talking to somebody like Kobe or, you know, somebody who's working in this in this field as a as a healer. That's who you need to who need to be talking to. And I think if you're just trying to get it over the counter and go, you're going to have some disappointments.
1: Absolutely, uh, and we have people who are pretty confused about that. We we make every attempt possible to say, hey, this is, these are disclaimers, and this is what we legally have to put up here, and we can't make any treatment statements whatsoever, and uh, we can't recommend you know dosing for conditions because then we're implying that our products treat your conditions, and uh, we can't do that. So we have you know a generic uh, dose on the back of the bottle, and um, you know some some people's concerns are. They'll reach out and say, hey, you know, this dose X, this dose Y, right? They have dosing questions. And that's where we have to clarify, hey, we can't recommend specific dosing. But you can follow that dosing schedule, but here's how you save some money and save some product, right? And uh, we have that bro- broken down our FAQs and things like that on site as well if people uh, take the time to look at it. It's very difficult to work within the regulatory framework uh, is the best way to describe it.
0: Well, Tom, you've been going through a lot of uh, research in terms of, you know, for your post-traumatic stress and shock treatment and those types of things. And have you found that, you know, uh, CBD oil or CBD has benefited you, any or anybody that, that you know in terms of post-traumatic stress as well, since that's something that you guys are spending a lot of, of time studying and, and looking at the effects of?
2: Absolutely. And I've seen, and again, I, I like <laughs> like Kobe, Kobe, I can't mention names, but guys have turned to marijuana. Before CBD, using that, taking the risk of getting caught and feeling better, and then going to CBD when it popped into their state or they could get their hands on it, and getting the yep. same results and feeling good. Um, me myself, CBD's worked for me. Jen could probably lay it out even better what it's done as she sits back and watches me change and
4: and yeah, pay I differently. literally, I, <laughs> I had gotten this product called Calm, and you know they mix it with um, different uh, vitamins, minerals, so. It's kind of mixed with a bunch of things. I thought, you know what? I'll try it when I'm up there helping my friend out. The uh, person behind the counter was talking to me like, "Oh, this is this is a great one. It has mixed with St. John Wart and all this other stuff." I'm like, "Okay, great. You know, whatever. I'll try it." Gave it to Tom, and it was so funny because, again, they're like, "Well, how big's your husband?" "Okay, pretty big guy." "Okay, well, for him, I might do four of these little." capsules, you know, for you, maybe one or two. Okay. So I take two, give Tom four and like 15 minutes later, he's like, I feel like I just took a Percocet or something. Like I feel really calm and just like mellow you know, and I just you, feel good. You if you
2: take in it, an opioid, you get that euphoric feeling 20 minutes after you take it, you know, before the pain relief. And I mean, that's, that's what I felt. And I hadn't taken one. I was like, Oh, it's similar. The pain yeah, left. Um,
4: just, an overall sense of like just calm and, um, without any other side effect with it, which is really nice. Um, I think so many people try to self-medicate and they go to all the really dangerous things to self-medicate alcohol, pills, drugs. Um, and, and here's this opportunity to take something with you know, no side effects and, and something that isn't going to cause, like we talked about before, a feeling of feeling high or disoriented or, you know, am I going to, you know, want to eat a pan of brownies when I'm done with this? It's <laughs> like none of that stuff. It's it's just the good stuff of pain relief. And, you know, it's been really beneficial for both Tom and I with our chronic kind of pain and
2: well, we, we've, we've all been conditioned and, through commercials and money to to believe in those drugs that they've been giving us our entire lives. You know, you see them on TV, you know, oh, ask your doctor about this, ask your doctor about that, and people are afraid of it, but Western medicine were designed to treat the issues, you know, and in Eastern medicine they're, they're trying to cure it, you know, and here we are doing something all natural, and all the side effects come from, I believe, when we make and create things and alter it, you know, and then there could be possible side effects. If something all natural and people are, are freaking out about it, versus alcohol or Percocets or any other opioids, just because we've been conditioned to believe that.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. It's one of those things where CBD is, uh, it's incredible because you can essentially get, you know, the benefits uh, that you would receive from using uh, cannabis or marijuana, um, in this case, in medical application, right? You get the same benefits, but you don't get the high. So whether you were eating a marijuana edible or you were smoking marijuana, you're not going to have that high feeling. So that's something that if you can take CBD throughout the day, that's going to decrease your anxiety. It's going to help with inflammation. It's going to keep you calm, Um, you know, help with pain if you're taking a full spectrum product. And that's actually due to that trace amount of THC uh, for the most part. You know, a guy will, would like to use that, right? You're taking this product, and all day long, you have no pain. I mean, chronic pain affects your psyche so much, your mood. Um, I mean, everything. Your entire day can be run just because you're in chronic pain, and that can lead to drinking and then depression and relationship issues, and I think everyone's tracking all of that. Um, but, you know, whether guys are proponents of, you know, marijuana alone or CBD alone or both of them together, you know, me personally, I, I say both. I I, I've seen all of uh, the research and information I need to fully support marijuana. That's just simply not our industry. We're in hemp derived CBD. But as far as the industry as a whole, I think that in politically, if you look at it, it looks like everyone's saying, Hey, CBD, isolate, 0% THC. And they're kind of using that as a scapegoat and saying everything else is bad. And that's simply not the case either. For instance, the full spectrum products, you know, if a guy takes our full spectrum product and, uh, For me personally, I'll put it that way. I take the full spectrum for nerve damage to my back, radiates down through my legs. Uh, I just had ACL replacement surgery when I broke my tibia, tore my LCL, MCL, and completely tore my ACL. And I think I took painkillers for the first 48 hours, and then I was on full spectrum for the remainder of the time. And I I was taking some risk as far as your are concerned. But given my track record with what pills had done to me previously in the year, I, I wasn't going back to them. Um, even you know, the first forty eight out of the hospital room. I was like, I'm I'm good, I can do it, I can do it, you know, and I I think it was one of those things doctors and then uh no, we've got full spectrum, let's go with that. And and it worked well. And uh if guys can take that, whether you're using it for recovery benefits, for general anxiety, for pain relief. Uh, help with inflammation, things like that. I mean, you can continue to get on a podcast that's going to reach a lot of people with some pretty incredible individuals like me currently. Um, I, <laughs> you you yeah. literally describe my life,
2: uh, whether it be relationships, pain, radiating down my leg, the yeah. surgeries, and I do full spectrum. Yeah, for sure. Tell you what, I got off how many, I don't know how many pills I was on. You were on 16 when I, I met you. Met mm-hmm. and I her. I, and I take, I take uh, Prilosec every now and then.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, projectcbd.org is a big proponent. You know, we push a lot of people to them because they have uh, some really good research and education materials. And we view them as one of the uh, kind of industry leaders on that front. Um, They are biased towards marijuana CBD, though. But that doesn't scare us because we're transparent with the veteran community. We want them to do what works best for them. Uh, So we're not going to hide or not, you know, push guys to project CBD because they specifically talk about marijuana derived CBD, which have higher levels of THC, which would do more for your pain. Um, So, you know, if you are in a legal uh, state, that may be something to look into. But we we focus on hemp. You know, like I said before, marijuana is not our industry, but the two cross into each other uh, on a lot of different levels and uh and one of those is talking about cbd in general the compound and um so they they push that a lot that don't get caught up in the you know hemp cbd craze and sweep marijuana under the rug because uh the fact is regardless of whatever people's opinion of marijuana is it's it's truly uh saving lives of people daily and there are you know hundreds of thousands if not millions of people who rely on marijuana use daily but going back to cbd no high no problem right so it's one of those things guys can use it 24 uh, 7 and um the biggest concern that a consumer should have is well it's a lot of things but relative to the current topic would be um the thc levels in your analysis uh so i don't know how many times you know we get questions from guys who are like hey i've got a federal job or you know i'm working oga or you know I'm." so-and-so, you know, pretty high up there on active duty, uh, reaching out, inquiring about all of this. And it truly is, uh, I don't know. It's one of those things. It's, it's pretty incredible.
0: Yeah.
2: Kobe, um, a question for the urinalysis. Are the, are those, I mean, and again, it's probably your personal answer here. Um, and I get it. Are those a thing of the past? Are those, are those, uh, an old, an old animal there that we're using? Because you can drive and drink up to a certain amount, right? You're not drunk enough yet. Keep (laughs) going. Okay, how much how much THC or CBD can I have in my body and still not affect me at work? Because in legal states where it's legal to smoke marijuana and I go to work and I'm not smoking marijuana and I do a urinalysis, I'm going to still have THC in my body. But yet it, it is legal. I'm not high at work. I was high last night kind of thing. So
1: where are we there? If you know. Yeah, so that is employer dependent entirely. That's that's going to be on them to make that call. And, uh, you know, if, we, if we're we talking specifically about CBD, I've reached out to police departments from east coast to west, uh, numerous in each state. And what I've found is even by county, uh, departments have conflicting policies. Uh, so we've seen some that are absolutely nothing that's bad, that's terrible for you. Uh, we've seen guys who allow their uh, on-duty officers to use isolate products, 0.0% THC. And uh, we've seen some that uh, they're like, hey, everyone knows about full spectrum. It's legal here, and we use it. as long as we don't take too much, we're not gonna, you know piss hot. And um, that's kind of the general thing that we've seen coming from Leo departments, and we reached out to them because you know their answers uh, should be applicable to their communities, hopefully. And yeah, that, that's what we got back. You know, I, I can touch on legalities too. But while we're on your analysis, I've got some uh, information for you. What we tell guys from the company's perspective is if you're concerned with your analysis whatsoever, don't use full spectrum products from any company, period. Because the bottom line is that you are ingesting THC. So even though it's only 0.3%, you know, guys are telling me they can smoke a joint that's, you know, 20% and they're not going to test positive for THC two days later. If you're taking 0.3% full spectrum, a full dropper, you know, about 83 milligrams daily for two months, what are your levels in your system, right? And that's something where, you know, guys are gonna have to assess their own risk and, uh, and ask yourself if it's worth it. You know, to me last year, it was absolutely worth it. Getting off the pills are, are a large reason of, of why I'm here. You know, at the same time, we don't push CBD as a miracle cure-all, right? Uh, it takes a lot of other work, you know, the reduced drinking, folks on network environment, uh, different modalities, whether it's yoga, meditation, bringing all those factors in, and uh, you know, just to work on completely changing the mindset is what personally, you know, helped me. But the CBD was instrumental in get me off pills. Period. You know, at this point, it's like hey, if the FDA wants to find me or they want to try and shut us down, go ahead, give us that promotion. You know, it's it's just going to blow our platform up even more. And my personal testimony, it, I mean, I went cold turkey on all my pills. I don't really know what else I can say and if, uh, you know, I won't get into the down and dirty of it all, but uh, if guys are out there listening and uh, they've been on the prescription regimen, then they know, you know, how bad uh, that can mess you up. I'm not just talking about general health, you know, I'm talking uh, your mental state as well. So your analysis uh, covered full spectrum. If you want to talk about isolate from me personally, right, just from Kobe, not the uh, company. Um, if you use a high-quality isolate product, which means that lab tested over 99-plus percent pure, and uh, first of all, don't buy from a company that doesn't show you their labs, um, that's rule number one. The lab report should show ND, and that's not you know negligent discharge, uh, which is common, I guess, for our demographic. But, um, <laughs> right, ND, non-detected. Uh, so it should say NDTHC. That means non-detected. So, their uh, laboratory tests showed no trace of THC. Um, if you trust that the company has good QC measures, uh, which is kind of the next step, you know, are they running full-spectrum isolates through their same lines? Is there cross-contamination? Those are all things that you're not going to know and you're probably not going to find out without actually seeing the facility in person. Uh, the best way to make an educated guess and say, hey, this company has good QC is to look at their processes and certifications. So, if they're vertically ingrained, so they're truly seed to sell, and they have oversight of their products – from processing up to you know, sealing it pack and shipping it out, they probably have some kind of QC, right? You take it a step further, if they have ISO 9001, I mean, that's QC certifications right there. So if they have that for their facilities and processes, then they have effective QC uh, systems in place, you know, and QC quality control. If those, I guess, standards exist, I'm personally saying uh, that you're not going to test positive for THC, right? It's really as simple as that. It's science. The COAs, the certificates of analysis that people are looking at, you know, it should show you what test procedures were used uh, to actually generate those results, right? And if you don't know, you can reach out to the company. They should be able to tell you, unless they just are drop shipping through an isolate broker and have no idea what's going on, uh, which is very common. So COAs are generated via GCMS testing, right? GCMS testing is what most Actual drug testing facilities, companies, who employers would send a false positive positive test result to, are going to use to tell you what's in their their piss, right? Uh, urine. Sorry, we'll uh we'll be a little bit more scientific here. That's yeah. the, uh, the, the veteran coming out of me. <laughs> That's
0: all let's right. Let's cut out. that. Let's cut yeah. that out
2: and then use the word urine. I said <laughs> piss.
0: Edit.
2: Yeah. Uh, that means something completely
1: different over in the UK. Absolutely. So, if GCMS testing shows ND uh, for lab results, and it's a lab that you can call and verify and say yes, you're an actual business, or you just Google the lab name because there have been fake lab reports floating around. I mean, I'm telling you guys, you gotta watch out. You have to do your due diligence in this industry. But if the lab itself is legitimate, it's an actual business that you can Google. The lab reports show ND THC via GCMS. If you're using that 0.0% high-quality, 99-plus percent pure isolate product, and you get a urinalysis test, and say for some reason, you need to get a false positive, right? If it was sent off to the lab, they would take it back because they're going to test it with GCMS. It's going to show 0.0% THC. So I can expand a little bit further on that. There was a news piece that went around saying CBD can convert to THC in your stomach or your gut. Any of you guys ever uh, hear of that yet? No, I haven't heard that one. No. Okay. Probably big pharma report. Yeah. So they were pushing that around. And uh, so we dug around, did some research on it. And what it came out is that uh, through the National Institutes of Health, there was a study conducted that showed a small sample size with a synthetic gut that they were able to make that happen in vitro. So in a lab type setting, right? They have not been able to replicate it uh, in humans. So We actually linked that exact research document to our CBD guide on site. Whenever we talk about your analysis, they can check that out. But, you know, to quote uh, the actual document, they said the predictive value of these individual studies for humans administering cannabidiol orally has been questioned as simulated gastric fluid does not exactly replicate the physiological conditions in the stomach. Uh, Furthermore, spontaneous conversion of CBD to Delta 9 THC has not been demonstrated in humans undergoing CBD treatment. For instance, in a six-week clinical study in Huntington's disease patients who were administered CBD isolate had 700 milligrams a day, right? So that's a massive amount when we're telling guys to use, you know, well, we're letting people know that our customers are using 30 milligrams about twice a day. So we're taking 700 milligrams a day. The average CBD plasma concentration was 5.9 to 11.2 nanograms per milliliter with no Delta nine THC detected. So, I mean, that's science, that's an actual human clinical study trial. And, uh, you know, we still get guys who look at that. They'll dig in, they'll look at the research we provide and they're like, Hey, tell me, am I going to you know pass your analysis on your product or not? And we have to lose that customer because we're like, "Eh, we we can't, we legally are binded and we can't make that statement. And here's why. Right? So, we're a small business, I'm self funded. Everything I've done has been, you know, on my own dime in, in work, and uh, we've built up facilities or operations and things like that. I, I don't have time to mess with a civil lawsuit, we don't have the funds to engage in a civil lawsuit. And regardless, I'm going to lose money whether we win or lose the fight, and I'm going to lose time, mm-hmm. which is more valuable than my money at this point. And so, if a guy's using our 0.0 THC isolate product. And then he pisses hot for his employer and then says, Oh no, I was only using uncanned 0.0% THC isolate. And then the guy loses his job, his little life is ruined. He comes back uh, because he actually, you know, used marijuana. You need to add that in there. Yeah. Uh, so he had Yeah, t- yeah. I was go down that. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna
2: go down that yeah. rabbit hole with you and say, How do they Absolutely. prove it was you? You know, come and
1: on. He comes back and says it was on cano, I'm suing you guys for everything, and and uh, and they're looking at this study that says it can convert to THC in the gut. And I might be like, yeah, you're, you're not going to win that case. Uh, bring it. <laughs> but uh, at, at this point, you know, it's it's in our best interest uh, to leave our disclaimer up and say, you know, we're not making guarantees. Here's research. And I think people are looking into it and they're making educated decisions. And at the end of the day, that's our goal. You know, provide the resources necessary uh, without all the flair and, you know, marketing bullshit attached to it. For guys to look at CBD for what it is from scientific evidence based sources. And, uh, and for us, what I think is more importantly is to compile the testimonials of our customers. So if a guy reaches out and uh, sends an email or leaves a review, and that review touches on helping them with, with something that's uh, pretty common or, or something interesting, right? It's, it's not just like, hey, great product. They actually expand. We'll reach out to them and say, hey, you know, what exactly were you doing? How much were you taking? What was your daily schedule like? What times were you taking it? What's your build? Your stats? You know, obviously what product and uh, and what was your baseline? Where are you at now? You know, what else did you change? And th- and that's not exactly uh, extremely scientific. It's anecdotal evidence, which is just, you know, personal experiences from our customers. But the biggest thing I, I, you know, need to stress is, you know, we don't have many affiliates. We've got, you know, a few businesses and guys in the community helping us with promotion and getting word out there about our stuff. But we're not paying people a bunch of money to promote our products. These are unsolicited reviews, and I guess by unsolicited, I mean we're not giving them anything. You know, they're they're getting an email from us asking for a review, but that's the best way we can paint the picture for guys uh, who are coming to us to use these products. They, uh, we're actually ingrained software now, a lot of AI technology in our platform, and our reviews are going to be categorized so they can Google, you know, under like the 2,500 milligram full spectrum anxiety, and they'll be able to see how many people have spoken about anxiety. And, you know, I'm just telling you guys right now, if you reach out and say, hey, this guy said something like that, I want to talk to him, he's dealing with the same thing I am, you know, we'll go out of our way to facilitate that and build that connection. Obviously, if both parties agree and and they want to help each other out.
0: Sure.
1: Um, That's... That's the basis of what we're doing here you know and uh and i can't stress it enough we're not a flash brand you know using celebrity influence and throwing a bunch of marketing into uh selling thousand milligram isolate products and that's it and uh and you see that everywhere it's a financial incentive you know because the uh the industry is lucrative guys are jumping in they're cashing out before pharma uh unsettles it or uh or isolate you know you could probably expect that here in the near future uh to just completely cut all costs and be sitting on walmart and target shelves CBS Walgreens, you know Whole Foods, etc.
0: You were talking essential oils here earlier, and I kind of mentioned that to tick this thing off, to talk about how people are using those now and it's opening up their minds and how big that industry is and everything as well. But I've also heard that there may be some essential oil companies that are getting into the CBD market because they see the opportunity that's there. And so this kind of starts going down the path of different questions. But I don't want to go too far before I throw down, throw a question to, to Scott about how how the UK market and the people over in the uh, the UK view CBD and these types of products in, in that space.
5: As, as with everything, really, we, we're a couple of years behind the US and, and where you are. And there was um, recently, maybe six months ago or nine months ago, there was um, a very public case of um, a child with, um, uh, I think it was cystic fibrosis or something like that, um, who was getting... CBD from I think it was Canada and the 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 family had taken the child over to to get the medication and were coming back and got stopped by um customs and they took the child's medication CBD off of them and the when essentially it wore off then the the condition came back with a vengeance and they they made it very public and you know the news crews were there and um the child was fitting and you know tremors and everything and they they took it to um to the supreme court uh, over, over here and basically got um allowed the legally allowed to give that child the medication and they they pretty much did it on TV and you went from the child in in full state of tremors and it, the the child was having something like 70 to 100 seizures a day uh, when uncontrolled and when they give this child the the medication it just all went away and they they did it quite publicly on tv and they actually forced the law to get changed over here now so that cbd can be issued in certain cases or prescribed rather than issued sorry the the military side coming back out so you can be prescribed it was issued (laughs) (laughs) yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have a business but it would be good for the world <laughs> so, Lock that know, contract down Yeah, yep. you, you can actually yeah. get it prescribed now in, in certain cases Now th- there's, t- there's two things jumping out for me here through this whole conversation I've been sitting quietly taking it all in and, and absorbing it First one, this is the start of the curve and, and this is going to change throughout time and it'll be very much like opioids in 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 the past and how they came into effect you know and, and a natural based substance again that had a cure for another bad product and the side effect of opioids is really good pain relief so it, it became a medication now for me cbd has got so many benefits opioids have got one pain relief you know cbd have got thousands and thousands um, of, of applications and, and particularly medical um, benefits the second one the logic that when we think about CBD compared to other pharmaceuticals is backwards when you think about dietary needs and dietary health, everybody forces down your neck, don't have anything processed he, he eat all natural product yeah yet when it comes to pharmaceuticals it's the complete opposite everyone's take these medications that are you know bottles of this and drops of that and um, powders of this yet when you've got an all natural product that does the job of all those things that as you rightly said makes billions of dollars a year or trillions of dollars a year let's be honest about it for big pharma companies how can you get in your mind that processed is better than natural? When you break it down to that level, how can you justify that, that processed is better than natural? It's not a thing in dollars. anything else in the world. That isn't a thing other than one pharmaceutical. I think, I think yes, money's Scott. always justified everything.
2: Um, they'll fight for it.
5: They'll kill you for
2: it. Um, They'll lie to you about it just to make the money, you know? The food, non-processed food, funny, costs more money than processed foods, and it seems to be a longer process.
0: It does, yeah.
2: With more ingredients, you know?
0: You put organic on it now, and I think manufacturers started to see, okay, if I put organic, I can charge more.
2: Right. Uh, You know, we all know what organic means.
4: (laughs) Read the (laughs) labels. You can't control the rain. Read the labels. (laughs) You can't
2: control the rain.
3: So, but yeah, it's all money. Yeah, Yeah, I I completely agree. agree. I think you said, read the labels, Tom, read the label on the back of your antidepressant, read the label on the back of your tramadol, you know, read the, the label or the, the warnings online for something simple, like tramadol, who in the military has never taken tramadol? Yeah, CBD so will uh, never uh, cause sudden death. It will never cause seizures. And if you haven't seen it in action, if you've not seen a child with seizures, take CBDs, you need to do yourself a favor because it's a real life miracle.
1: Oh, yeah. There's oh, videos all over understand. YouTube, and uh, and it'll, it'll drop you to your knees if uh, if you've got kids, at least. Conversely,
2: um, I've eaten an entire box of those
1: gummies, and
2: I didn't die.
1: <laughs> <I got> or
2: <poor laughs> overdose.
1: It, you went to Alice in Wonderland, but... Uh, <laughs> I
2: just had gummies, man. That was it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: You get to eating them, and you're like, oh, these are really good gummies. You forget that they're gummies. That's because so you, you go
4: by the, if one is good, four is better. But so. I didn't
1: die doing it. So we uh, you know, uh, we'd try we'd that with questions. something the VA gave you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. right? We get questions and it's like, Hey, I don't want to take too much. You know, I'm scared. And, and I'm like, okay, um, Google canvas desk in <laughs> <of> the conversation. <laughs> you know? yeah, it's right, up, it, there with, it's like Scott right
2: up there with French military uh, victories.
5: <laughs> oh <laughs> yes you know com- compare that to to paracetamol I, I don't know what you guys call it over in uh over in the u.s you know it's it's the most common over-the-counter pain relief that you can get and it, it's like they're, they're, they're pretty much 17 pence for 16 tablets what is it case. called paracetamol Do
0: you know th- that one you guys have ever like heard of that
5: Tylenol. Uh,
0: no, I think that's the UK thing.
5: I, be right. <laughs>
3: yeah. It's a prescription. It's Vicodin, right?
5: No, it's not prescription. It's over no? the counter. No? Oh, it's it's, it's so mild it um mild, mild pain relief you take it. Like you... Ibuprofen? No, no, that's um ibuprofen is motron, you call it, don't you? Yeah. Mo- yeah so... I
0: think we call it motrin. What'd you say? Motrin?
5: Motrin, I don't know. We call it ibuprofen. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, they're anti inflammatories as opposed to analgesia. But paracetamol is is your, your basic level. But the side effects and the deaths from paracetamol is, is the most common. If somebody wants to overdose, the most common cause is people just going and taking packs of paracetamol. Because you can buy them over the counter. You're limited to 32 per transaction. But if you took 32 paracetamol in one hit, you'll pretty much end up in a, in a rough night in A&E. You know, if, if you did 64, you'd probably end up dead. And that's an over-the-counter. It would cost you less than a pound to do that. Yet the side effects on it are horrendous. It comes in a little tiny pack, and the, the leaflet is about an A3-sized leaflet when you, you, you roll it out, you know, because there's so many things may cause blood pressure, raise blood pressure, lower blood pressure, um, kidney problems, liver problems. It's just a, a horrendous drug, yet it's the most common available drug here in the U.K.
3: They even make it in baby form, right? We call it, we have bailey, baby Tylenol here. Paracetamol yeah, yeah. is Tylenol. Yeah.
5: Tylenol. I've, I've heard that if we
2: um, invented aspirin today, you wouldn't be able to buy it. I've heard that. Pass, like they wouldn't like they wouldn't even FDA wouldn't even pass aspirin today. But it, it passed That's way back uh, and everybody takes it and it's like, Oh, aspirin's fine, just eat it, you know.
1: They've had a few uh I guess they've gotten sh- shaken up a little from uh scandals and corruption. You should Google that one.
0: Yeah, I want to pivot now and go to um, talking about because you started touching on a little bit, uh, Kobe, in your discussion there about what to look for in terms of quality. So what should the average buyer when they're out there and they're looking for CBD and they're saying, Okay, I I, I hear what you're saying. This discussion is great. I've got elements that I think that could really be, uh, you know, this this product would be very beneficial for me. How do, how do I know which one's good? How do I really know? You say read the label. I don't even know what the hell I'm looking at, you know? So what were the things that you would say if if highlight three things, five things, 10 things, whatever that may be that you can tell me as an average user when I go to find CBD that I know what it's a, it's a good product, safe product.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh kind of rundown quick what to uh look for and uh I guess, conversely, what to avoid. I guess the first thing is uh, you should know a little bit about the company. You know, are they vertically integrated, meaning from seed to sell. It's a series of companies, you know, with supply agreements or partnerships where they all have oversight of all operations. Right. So, like for me, I, I can go back and trace our farms, where it was processed. I um, you know, I'm in those facilities weekly, if not daily. And uh, so on and so forth to sealing to you know sorting packaging and then shipping out same and, thing uh, in
0: foods where people talk about farm to shelf so you know they exactly. always exactly yeah
1: yeah and, and so there's there's the vertical integration piece uh, which is becoming more and more common you know um, in the industry uh, there's other guys who on their own farm and processing and that's on various levels whether it's large scale or small scale. Or uh, there's the guys that are sourcing whatever they can from isolate brokers and uh, drop ship and They have zero oversight of their operations and they get a packet of information and say, you know, push this stuff out and say, this is what your back end is. So it's important to know, you know how the company's set up and that kind of gives you an idea of what their oversight is on the actual products. And uh, maybe that won't be an issue in the future. Uh, but right now, this industry is so highly unregulated that not only do you have high quality and low quality products. Of all different types in the actual legitimate industry itself you've got guys coming in who are offering gimmicks uh scam products you know low potency lower prices you think you're getting a good deal and, and you're just getting ripped off or you know they're putting a quarter size scoop of isolate powder into a one pound bag of coffee grinds and then you know telling people that they're getting 10 milligrams per serving uh, i'm not going to land a coffee deal soon um,
5: i'm telling you guys. <laughs> it,
1: it, if you're smart, you're just going to pick up some quality powder and put it in whatever type of coffee you want to drink. Aside from that, it, it goes down to, I guess the next thing is the extraction processes. So there's a lot of different extraction methods. Uh, there's home methods. There's methods that might leave residual solvents, any heavy metals or pesticides that might exist. Um, so they're not necessarily the best methods. And then You've got kind of the most commonly methods used in the industry, which is going to be butane, ethanol, and supercritical CO2 extraction. Um, so we actually use supercritical CO2 extraction and ethanol extraction for all of our products right now. Supercritical CO2, the best example I can give to kind of like not be such a nerd is uh, decaf coffee, right? They're gonna use supercritical CO2 to remove the caffeine. There you go, you got decaf coffee. Um, with butane, uh, everything from like cream filled donuts uh, to class of wine you know uh we'll have some type of butane processing so both are uh, recognized as GRAS or GRAS by the FDA which means generally regarded as safe and uh which means safe for human consumption it's it's food grade processing and uh that's what you want to look for at the end of the day the next thing would be where is your product processed right is it a food grade processing facility are they FDA compliant you know stuff i mentioned earlier ISO 9001 CGMP uh gross certified or uh, at least those practices in use, because it's extremely difficult to get CGMP and gross for your actual, you know, hemp operations currently. Oh yeah,
0: they are. They're periodically audited as well. I think to point it out, so it's not just a, a one and done certification. I mean, they're going to constantly yeah. come around to make sure that you're following those correct processes all the time.
1: Oh yeah. Yep. You've got uh, evaluations and audits, and then obviously the time and money involved in uh, in setting that up. Do um, so- harder? Do you feel they're harder on you? I mean, uh,
2: FDA, they go and inspect meat plants, too, and I've eaten a lot of nasty places. So
1: yeah, I don't think they go yeah. around
2: there too often. So are they, no. are they picking on the
1: new guys? I'll, uh, I'll put it this way. You know, we, I think anyone that's been with the brand from day one, which uh, <laughs> hasn't been long at all, uh, I think we've gone through five different label iterations right now. And most of those are because legal team comes back and says, hey, another change. Come back, hey, another change. You know, before, it's this is natural supplement. Put the CBD content on it. You know, put that pesticide, heavy metal free, and and uh, you know that's just simply not the case if you want to be here for the long run. So, guys, who are operating with that and uh, have labels that. Uh, that's the next thing I was going to tell you. Look for is FDA compliant labels, but you you want FDA disclaimers on it. If they're not putting that, they don't care in the first place, which means you know what does the rest of their business operations look like? Because I'll I'll tell you every day I wake up and like my biggest fear is you know, I'm getting a letter from the FDA saying you're being sued You're, you've got a fine for a bunch of money or you've, you have all these changes to make. And so we go out of our way to not make treatment statements about our products, uh, but instead, you know, provide research to educate the community. Um, and really, you know, we had tossed up in the air, do we need separate platforms for that? And how's that going to affect operations? And, you know, if we got a page just for, just full of CBD and then the separate entity talking about the benefits, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a workaround, but it's ridiculous is what it is at the end of the day.
0: I think it'll be helpful for people to kind of get an understanding of what you're just describing, the pain that goes with that. So I come from the life sciences community and background and, and understand quite well the challenge that goes through that. If you're wanting to um, to do anything with the label, put anything on it, and if you're being FDA regulated, it is a very highly regulated process that usually requires certificates of authenticity or you know different things to back it up. I mean, this is a... This is big time what you're describing. So if if a company doesn't have that, then you should be concerned because anything that you're taking... Absolutely. Yeah. Anything that you're that, taking... That,
1: that means they don't have a stake in their own company. There you go. You know, yeah. Because they're... Yeah. And... Uh,
0: so this is these are painstaking processes that you're describing too that goes within this of an organization and quite costly yes. in order to maintain those same certifications from audits from the, the company does as well as that uh, when iso or or when fDA comes to regulate so I just wanted to point that out that you know from from witnessing that myself in in that background what you're describing the average person may not be familiar with unless they're familiar again with the FDA manufacturing process or with life sciences or uh, something along that line.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, if they're just in a quick scan of the labels on a website or something like that, look for FDA, FDA disclaimers, the complete supplement facts uh, showed it should look no different than other vitamins or uh, supplements on a shelf, complete ingredient list. uh, You know, obviously you're looking for stuff that's unnatural uh, because it's a natural product. It should uh, stay that way unless you know, they're, they're, incorporating other vitamins and minerals and and that kind of stuff. Just nothing. You don't want any fillers, additives, and and things of that nature. The bottle size and total content, and then specifically the total CBD content in the bottle, because a lot of people will employ marketing techniques to kind of trick guys when it comes to that. You want to look at the amount per serving uh, to kind of further confirm what you're paying for, because at the end of the day, you're paying for total CBD content, not how much MCT oil is in your bottle, right? Hey, Yeah. Can
2: I I ask you a clarifying question on that? When I was uh, recently in Colorado, I was just looking around, if you will, that stores and I noticed on the tubes of things that they sell there, there's two different THC levels and they have stock numbers and where they grew it and all that. But the THC levels from the same stock numbers were different, even though it was the same stock number. And they had two different THCs in there. uh, You know what I'm talking about? It's like, yes. this one has this percentage and this one has this. And I was like, I don't even, nobody knows what that means unless, you know, you study
1: that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's, that's going to be a reference to marijuana. Um, you don't have to worry about that confusion for hemp. Uh, really, guys are just looking at, you know, if they, if they want the max legal percentage of THC, then they want, you know, their percentage to be high. And, and that's going to be indicated on our COAs. But for marijuana, that's actually due to uh, the state regulations that came down. To actually regulate the legal marijuana industry, so they have all the just dis- these different requirements in order to do batch tracking and uh, essentially prove seed to cell tracking. And so it's actually interesting. Um, with us, we implemented batch tracking recently to where there's a batch number print on all the products, and we still have a few products that that hasn't been implemented yet. But Good we're stuff. Uh, staying that up just because it's it's fairly new at, across the industry. Sure, uh, except for maybe one company I can think of, and they're just. Uh, it's like every investor in the world just jumped in on it but uh we're getting there and you know at the end of the day whether the numbers are printed on all of our products right now or not we still have seed-to-cell tracking capabilities. so those systems are implemented and that is in preparation for expected guidance so if you look at the FDA right now they're actually going to hold their first public hearings on CBD in April and uh Gottlieb is actually the FDA commissioner right now, um, and he's quoted as saying he heard Congress loud and clear when it legalized hemp products to include CBD in December. He's putting together a working group of senior officials to work on the new rules. Um, they said they're going to kick off uh, the rulemaking process with the public hearing in April, and then they kind of shot out what a possible framework, regulatory framework would look like, but uh, they're suggesting high concentrations might be regulated as a drug uh, that has more stringent oversight. So you're talking about more potent products, uh, i.e. ours, um, and then products specifically with the 0.3% THC levels is, is what we assume there. And uh, essentially the lower concentrations, the 0.0% isolate products, those would be categorized as food products that have an easier review process for actual manufacturers to get in compliance and continue uh, offering their products. He admitted that the cannabis compound has possible therapeutic benefits, and uh, a regulatory process for pharmaceutical-grade CBD will give drug makers more incentive to research and develop CBD-derived drugs. So that statement concerns us because you can look at it right now, and it's so you know, without pointing fingers, you can look at it and say, okay, pharma patented CBD isolate, they're making it synthetically, uh, and they're saying that this 99% pure CBD isolate is better because it's made in a lab and they can control the qc process well our question is how is that better or different than a organically grown plant that is processed into 99 plus percent pure cbd isolate the same thing it's up natural right and you see lab tests with that product that shows zero pesticides zero heavy metals no contaminants and that it actually is the content that you know you're buying we don't see a difference. We see uh, money speaking, right, and establishing that monopoly. So uh, the future of isolate, it's either it, – I would say there's a lot of industry stakeholders with a lot of money on the hemp side. The industry is growing and becoming very powerful. I think they're going to fight back with everything they have, you know, in order to protect CBD and, and regulate it as an agricultural commodity and not as a prescription drug. And uh, it's, um, it's going to be interesting. Because if they fight back and win, then you can not expect, as a consumer, good things. You know, the cost of isolate's going to completely drop because you're going to have these global and, and nationwide scaling manufacturing facilities cranking it out. And those are the guys who are probably going to lock in, you know, VA, DOD contracts when that happens. And uh, I'm telling you right now it's going to happen. And you, you can hold me accountable to that word later on. Why don't they, they make alcohol
2: uh, at a pharmacy? <laughs> you
1: know, why, why don't
2: they make alcohol, too?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. We, we like to use that on the... Uh, on the marijuana side of the house it's you know people are like oh marijuana stoner pothead getting smashed you know melting into the couch and it's like hey man I can drink a beer or I can drink 18 why can't i do the same with cannabis you know there's no limit yeah. piss test
2: for that if you can make it to work you're good to go
1: <laughs> exactly and tom you you've got a great point there you really do uh, we allow people to drive a 0.08 they they're treating marijuana like alcohol in canada they're just legalized it across the entire country we foresee the same thing happening in the U S and so basically what it comes down to is, uh, this is a giant rusty old, you know, cog that's turning real slowly. And, uh, you know, the drug screening cutoff levels for THC are going to have to be raised. They're going to have to actually use science to back that up and say, okay, at what point is someone actually impaired? What amount of THC is that? Right. Cause it's not 0.3% or less and it is 5% or more. So it's somewhere in the middle, but if they raise it with research and it's safe and implement it, then the country can benefit from a natural supplement that would probably eliminate, you know, a huge slice of the pharmaceutical industry. And, uh, you know, frankly, that's why it hasn't happened yet.
0: That's scary. Yeah, that's scary for them. Oh, yeah. What are what are the states that don't allow the, the you know, not just manufacturing but even if you reside in a state and hey i want to buy a you know a product do i have to be concerned or how do i find that information out or is it like if i go to uncano will it it'll, it'll automatically point out hey i'm sorry we can't ship this product to your state how does that all work i guess <laughs> yeah, i love uh, that we're
3: asking which states don't allow it that's my favorite I'd, part
1: of this whole yeah podcast. It, no, it's which a good states thing. don't allow it yeah yeah, the bottom line is that the states are all over the place. You know, the federal government's been back and forth. If you start back uh, from day one, you have the 2014 Farm Bill, and uh, I'm not going to get into to too much on that, but uh, there was basically a way to, you know, extract these products and, and basically distribute hemp legally. And depending on what side of the aisle you're on, people would say it's gray area. But all of that was cleared up, and hemp was federally removed uh, from the United States Controlled Substance Act on December 20th that just passed this last year, 2018. So whenever they federally removed uh, hemp from the CSA, uh, it basically fell out of DEA's jurisdiction and then fell into the FDA's jurisdiction. And so now the whole nation is waiting on FDA regulatory guidance. Uh, They've been in talks with organizations such as uh, Uh, Hemp Roundtable, Table or the Hemp Industries Association, which we're members of, or the National Hemp Association, we're members of that as well. And even HempSupport.com, they're they're kind of the primary fighting force uh, that's overturning laws. And what I personally saw happen is a lot of states were scrambling and enacting these CBD laws all over the place because there was so much misinformation in the media even just six months ago. CBD was blowing up and all over the news. And everything that I came across, I'm just like, what are they talking about? This is completely inaccurate, right? Well, the politicians, everyone got spun up and all these offices, said we got to stop CBD. It's this big, bad thing. So they enacted all these CBD ban laws. There's confliction between, you know, government agencies, between state agencies, and that confliction is responsible for kind of the legal landscape currently to where hemp has been removed from the CSA. You know, it's not a Schedule 1. It's completely off of that. Um, and it was actually grouped on there to begin with, uh, inappropriately. And you can read more about that on their CBD guide. It's pretty interesting how they, you know, how it all started off and, and got banned in the U.S. in the first place. They they confused it with marijuana, is what it comes down to. Even though it it lacks the psychoactive properties uh, that make marijuana a Schedule One, <laughs> uh, and it just kind of sat there and remained there. Uh, even though the rest of the world, um, like Israel, is one of the world leaders on cannabinoid research. Uh, We're saying, hey, here's all these incredible benefits. So we've known the benefits of cannabinoids for, you know, the last 20, 30 years. People as recently as about, I'd say 14 years ago, started really, you know, focusing that research there and open the doors on it. But, you know, as a nation, we're not leading research on CBD or cannabis because they essentially said only this one school can supply the canvas for universities to study, right? And so they had this restriction. So, like, is that one school just growing one one strain of cannabis? Because every single strain is going to do something different. It's going to have different effects. So you've got that massive variable right there. Um, but then you have, what are they actually studying it for? Uh, so CBD as a whole, I'd say it's, it's fairly new. But um, after the Farm Bill passed December 20th, 2018, uh, just recently, there were several states that immediately overturned their laws. Uh, because of public outcry, they flooded their politicians' offices and said, "We want hemp CBD, and we want it in our stores down the street immediately." We know enough about it. We've seen enough research. Natural supplement. Why are you trying to get pharmaceutical companies involved in all this other crazy stuff? Right? It needs to be sitting on the vitamin shelves, and uh, and they've kicked that back time and time again. And so, some states have overturned their laws. Uh, and if you look out across now, you've got states who have uh, either no CBD whatsoever or they have just isolate 0.0% THC, um, or they have less than 0.3% THC, right? Or some kind of combination. The legal landscape has changed so much, so rapidly, uh, that as a company, our perspective is we're allowed to distribute nationwide, right? In accordance with the Farm Bill just passed, and we're essentially awaiting FDA regulatory guidance, and we believe we're ahead of the FDA regulatory guidance that's actually going to be announced, uh, you know, later this fall, hopefully. Um, so that's our stance on it, and we make that perfectly clear on the website. The laws are changing so much, and we've seen various uh, conflicting laws or stances on CBE even within different counties in the same state. Uh, depending on what you know, law enforcement organization you talk to, and um, I think that the best thing that people can do as a consumer is to call their state representatives directly. You know, and, and we've done it. You know, pretend to be a local resident. Hey, what's our stance on CBD today?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, and uh, and a lot of times they're confused. They don't have an answer for you. And it's, you, you know, this is one of those things where the whole the industry as a whole, it's like Amazon taking off and everyone sees it happening in front of their eyes. And so many people have certain skill sets or they're in positions to where, you know, they could get into this industry, do some good for the world, you know, their fellow countrymen and uh and do well and provide for their family but they can't because their state you know is holding up something because they're trying to figure out how to tax it and make money off it you know how to regulate it for for safety um i.e tax it make money off it uh and then pass that on right and so a guy who might want to start a company in one state might be four years behind a competitor who starts in another and that's where you're seeing all over the industry right now and so that's why i think it's gonna be really hard to catch up and surpass any of these industry giants um, because there are, you know, monopolies being established essentially depending on what region of the country you're in. Yeah. It's uh, it's very interesting.
0: I want to give an opportunity for you to share a little bit about on what some of your short-term and long-term goals are, some of the events that you may have that's coming up and, uh, you know, your giving campaign and those types of things, because I think it's really important for people to get to understand specifically your company and organization.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you giving me this opportunity. Um, uh, I started my career off in first ranger italian uh since then i'd served in and out of uh both conventional and special operations communities um i guess the, the highlight uh, of the career depends on uh, the time frame and where i was at but i had good experiences in in all uh, phases of my career and had really terrible experiences as well one of the biggest things you know i, I like to tell guys like hey i'm not some you know guy who's pretending to be something or or uh, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Everyone gets the picture on all of that. You know, I served in 10th mountain division. Uh, I worked in ACCM for about, uh, three and a half years with, uh, JSOC supporting that community and, uh, tier one guys, OGA. Um, and as a platoon sergeant in 82nd airborne as well, you know, I competed in the best ranger of competition, uh, plays pretty well. I passed a special mission unit selection and, uh, and that's, you know, where I envisioned spending the next uh, 14 years of my career, you know, <laughs> once I had gotten to that point. Um, and it didn't work out. Basically, in 2018, everything came crashing down. I had uh, two more of my uh, close friends that I'd served with, worked with over the years, commit suicide, basically back to back. You know, that brought the total number to seven, and that includes my father. And, yeah, everything came to a head. So, you know, if, if guys have been there or they're going through it, they know what I'm talking about. And uh, I won't give you a bit sad story, but it was, uh, it was bad enough for me to make a decision for my family. Uh, it was probably the hardest decision in the world because in the back of my head, I, I was like, my career was probably over. Um, and that was part stigma and, and part truth uh, in my certain situation. But I, you know, I stopped burying everything and I opened it up and, and went in, uh, opened mind to get help. Went through numerous therapy programs and, uh, and it was immediate. You know it was a wall of prescriptions thrown at me at heavy doses and uh know i think one of the things where they kind of reacted to me maybe differently from other guys you know it's it, you walk into a therapy program and you sit in the lobby of that place as a platoon sergeant who had done what i had which you know i don't think it's anything there's my friends have done a lot more than me um but you, you sit there in that waiting room, and you've got some privates that have been in maybe a year and a half, two years, laughing and joking and looking up disability ratings. And, you know, I'm sitting there bawling my eyes out knowing, you know, that uh, me seeking help and trying to live a better life for my family is uh, probably the end of what I'm doing. Um, and it was. I was correct in, in that thought. But after the uh, prescription regimen and all that started and uh, – mm-hmm had enough time for it to all hit me. Um, I felt like a shell of a man walking around, just weak, timid, and uh, just completely, you know, I mean, it was rock bottom. I I went from being the guy that everyone looked up to, they knew where I was headed in my career, uh, to just, yeah. So, um, you know, my ego was destroyed last year, the entire year. I mean, it was the most stumbling experience of my life. I almost lost everything, uh, to include my life, numerous times. During the process, I, I discovered CBD, and uh, one of the therapists in an outpatient program in Southern Ponds that I was going to had actually recommended it. She was like, look, I know it's banned in the DOD, but guys are saying they have good experience of, with this, and uh, and I think for you, you may want to you know assess it. And uh, So I was like, okay, and I talked to the wife, and I was like, sign me up. I don't care you know they want to kick me out after what i've done and service and my career path and record um with the dishonorable discharge or whatever i don't care i'm I'm trying to save my life at this point uh so you know i started using that daily got off the pills and i mean it was just this kind of breath of fresh air um i started climbing out of that hole you know and and the fire was lit again i guess because that, that that fire had went out and it had been out for for a while i mean if you Guys do it way longer than I did, but I, I woke up every day for a period of, you know, three or four months, and I didn't want to live. And I'd uh, look at my kid, I'd look at my wife, and, and it didn't change it. It didn't change my mentality, and I wanted to, but I couldn't. And uh, and that's the point that I'd gotten to. Most of my close friends, guys behind the fence and stuff, they were they were spread out across the country, deployed, et cetera. Everyone's busy, got their own lives. And uh, in my local environment, you know, it, it wasn't great. And, uh, and I think a lot of that was ego. I had essentially taken a job, you know, that, uh, that I was told I had to, and, um, I guess really didn't have an option in order to get ahead. And, uh, and I just couldn't relate, you know, I had platoon sergeants to we just talk about stuff like, yeah, you know, range school is not important or, you know, why are we fighting this war? <laughs> what are we doing overseas? it all all these things that just contribute you know and then that extends further into public perception and whenever you have the whole population of America saying what are we doing in Afghanistan still how does that make the guys feel that are over there right, right but right. that that's a whole separate set of issues um but yeah i uh i picked up cbd i dropped all my meds i quit drinking completely and started putting a focus on my family network environment and uh I think that's a common theme that people see, uh, being pushed on the platforms that I've established. And, uh, and I'm not pushing it for like good marketing or or anything like that. I truly believe it, it saved my life. Um, and you know, we're going to continue to push that, but when we're talking about environment, you know, I picked up downhill mountain bike racing and, uh, I was doing that to get away. Uh, my schedule was relaxed. I had a lot of time off. I was going to therapy and, uh, I, I picked one of the most dangerous sports I could jump into, I guess, easily, and uh, started racing out in Nashville. And then I crashed going about Mach 2000 and broke my tibia, blew out my knee, and, and that that put the stamp on everything. That was the end of my career. So once they were telling me, you know, hey, you're you're done, you're, you're going to be heading out, I was pretty conflicted. I just, I, I really, it's still new, and I still don't know what to think, right? So I buried everything. I knew that. Uh, I'd been taking CBD. I had found out through, uh, my family that we had a family friend who was a a partner in an industry lean company, got in touch. There was a connection and, uh, and they, they scooped me up and gave me what, what I needed to, uh, establish this and start doing this, uh, for the community. So that's, that's kind of, uh, the background, the start of this, you know, it was, uh, we're out in. The Castle Rock area now, we've got sales headquarter in Denver. We've got our uh, manufacturing process and facilities in the Denver areas. And, you know, we source our hemp from local Colorado farms, complete vertical integration. I'm in the process now of uh, establishing our actual, um, it's not our sales office downtown. It's our actual, it's going to be our own facility headquarters building. And, uh, and that's pretty huge for me because we're going to be, able to actually bring vendors out there uh public figures you know big veteran names anyone that's going to make a difference or contribute to having a good weekend uh for the local veterans here in the denver ao so we hope for that to be all established um in the next six months and uh we're working pretty hard on it Slots looking pretty good that's awesome yeah so you know going through my background, how the company started, the best way I can describe it and how I tell people all the time is this company was founded out of the darkest days of my life. You know, I went from not wanting to be alive to trying to find a reason, you know, because I thought for so long, like, hey, like I was built to be an operator. That's what I was made for. I'm good at this. And I had proved that, you know, several times throughout my career. And uh, and then it's just completely lost. So you think that, you know, at... (laughs) 29 years old you're gonna realize your goal and and you're gonna achieve your lifelong goal <laughs> and then six months before you're you're uh shot at you know the training course and uh and you're exiting for other reasons and losing it all um so i'm still dealing with that and uh my buddies my wife my son wife's been my rock son's been my purpose uh i would not be here without them
0: it's the right focus
1: yeah yeah you know and and I'll tell you, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where, you know, I'm the CEO and founder of this company, and uh, and I'm keeping my shit together and to running this business right, and we're running it well because we plan to be here for the long run. You know, we we plan to get the DOD ban reversed. We're tying in with the community. We're doing the right things to let people know we're a community, not a company. And uh, you know, it's it's just one of those things. I, I, I now wake up and I've got <laughs> passion and purpose, you know, daily, and and uh, it's worth it. But, but I, you know, I hit my, uh, I hit my low points. I hit my dark times and yeah, in the last two weeks I've taken off solo to the mountains cause I needed to decompress. And, uh, it's not because we had a lack of things to do, uh, because I'm putting in 16, 18 hour days, you know, as well as the rest of my team. So yeah, it's, uh, it's that, you know, and I guess I'll, I'll hit on it here. You know, I found slate operations as well. That's a different conversation altogether, but no, it, You know, the community didn't get an answer. We had a lot of loyal supporters and still do, but they didn't get an answer on why why we see sales and transition to platform. And and the simple answer is because I was handling my personal issues and and they were pretty heavy. And so uh, we switched over to be a veteran business directory and uh, we've done free promotion for businesses that um, are good guys and not the bro network, like actually good guys doing good, selling a good product right. Um, have a good mission, et cetera. So people, they'll email me DM and they'll say, Hey, I need a manufacturer for this. And I'm like, okay, I got a contact for you, buddy. And uh, I'll shoot that back. And, um, you know, it's, it's basically run part-time at this point. Um, but if guys reach out and say, Hey, I've got this business in this area and it's applicable, we'll get them uploaded and and we'll do free promotion for them and things like that. And our biggest focus is I I knew whenever I was going to make that transition, like, Hey, I was going to lose income for the family not a big deal. Um, I was just in the mindset of like, I, I can't do all this. And, uh, you know, I guess the biggest thing was posting stuff that matters. And it's kind of a big running joke in the community amongst, you know, people I've spoken with in various foundations and businesses and stuff where you post cool guy photo, you get, you know, 2000 likes and a bunch of engagement. Uh, you post shit that matters. Like a cool guy has house burned down and lost everything needs help. And you get no engagement. Right. And, and that, that was part of the big biggest stamp for me, I guess, on shutting down sales. And I was tired of competing with that kind of stuff um, and, and just didn't have the, the mindset to keep up with it. So we we shut that down. We're continuing to good, do, do good things with it. And I'm actually talking to uh, a few guys who I think can do far better, uh, far more good for the community than I personally can about actually taking the platform over. And, uh, and that's not some big big business deal. That's me saying, hey, do some good with this because I'm – you know, essentially part-time running at this point. One thing I found out through this process is that, uh, I'm not the only dude to hit a point where it's like, I got to do something. Um, cause I can't be ripping people out of their cars, you know, in middle streets and, and, uh, and living the, uh, lifestyle that I grew up in. And, um, and I'm not saying that's all the time or, uh, has ever even happened for that point, but it's, it's one of those things It's prevalent, you know, these issues are all over the place. Even now, after going through everything, uh, I see it's not discussed because of, you know, ego, there's not gonna be any alpha male type person, alpha female, whatever that's going to sit there and say, yeah, you know, I'm dealing with some stuff. I've got this weakness or, or they perceive it as weak discussing their feelings. Uh, and you know, I, I look at it sometimes I'm like, Maybe it is weak. Maybe I did have a weak moment, but does that make me a weak individual? You know, I and mean? it's it's one of those things where you get told all the time. No, you're you're actually strong. You've got courage because you can, you know, you, you realize that you lack complete empathy, and uh, and and you need empathy. You need to care, you know, about your kid running up and doing something cute and and those kind of things in order to have a good life. Um, otherwise, what are you doing? You know, you beating your chest and going to war till you get shot it, and you know, a lot of guys had that mentality. Yeah, I had that mentality for years. Right. Didn't care. I was like, I'm good at this. I'm chasing deployments until you know someone gets me, and uh, and that was my mindset. And and that's frankly, you know, why I uh, was pursuing excellence so hard. I guess. Um, yeah, so you look at be. that. Yeah, Tom, I I'd love to hear from you at this point. Nah, man. Bro,
2: I mean, <laughs> you, what, it, what what Tom you did <laughs> you saved your own life, man, and and what you're going to do now, you're going to save other people's lives. You're still continuing to service this country in a different capacity. You repurposed your life. You got out of the hole and the fog you were in. You found a way around it. You became an entrepreneur. You're starting a business. You know, you're know you not living in the past, which you can't affect. You're living in the now, which shapes your future. You're doing everything we try to tell these kids to do, these, these men to do. It's not just the kids. I think the kids are growing up with a bigger um understanding a greater understanding of of self maybe and they they care about themselves a little bit more now and they're kind of looking into this how do i take care of me thing which is good in a way but talking about dragging guys out of the cars and and you know what guys miss it but really that's what's killing us that's what was killing us in the past you know it's like let it go you had your time it's great i hate it when i hear guys say well i'm only an infantry guy or i'm only this guy i'm only that guy but I mean, you know what man you did your job that you signed up for, and it sucked. It sucked just as bad as the next guy's job, man. So when people put themselves down or demean themselves, and I get it a lot around me, oh, I didn't to do anything like you. Like It doesn't matter if you broke your arm in Phoenix or if you break it in Iraq. It doesn't matter. PTS is PTS, man. And however you get it, it sucks for everybody differently, man. But you dug yourself out, and you're saving people, man. And that's, that's admirable. I wish a lot more people... uh You know, did that. I get a little emotional about your story, and I I can feel it, man. But you're doing great things, man. I would never doubt yourself. Even more than the business you got going with Uncannon CBD and how you're helping people there, you helped yourself, man. You saved yourself, and it sets the example and shows and paves the way for other people.
3: Yeah, that's step one is self-aid. So I'm 100% in agreement with with Tom on that one. And, you know, a couple weeks ago, we had a chance to – I had a chance to hear Tom's story – and you know we call CAG Big Brother because when we're rangers, because that's who they are. And to hear someone like that going through the same things that I went through, this down to the letter, the exact same thing. And then I hear your story, and it, this condition is almost institutionalized at this point. And I really want to thank you for sharing that, Colby, because it's not easy to do. And Tommy as well. The most important thing I think is. There's a way out, and we're not ever going to get better. We're never going to get tougher or stronger if we don't admit these weaknesses. And and when you're having problems, I had a first sergeant who stood in front of formation on a Monday morning with no warning, no expectation, nothing, and just said, I'm going to lose my marriage. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a, a rage monkey, and my children are feral, and I don't know how to handle any of this shit. The only thing I know how to do is command hand you guys in the morning and make you run to death and i'm seeking help from these people and this is what's available to me and you guys can go and see them too and that probably saved my life that's probably the reason i didn't suck start my own Glock at some point
1: yeah so, that's uh, that's massive paul
3: we're all going through that
1: you got to yeah, set the it, example it honestly, man yeah and tom that's you know i'm going to agree with paul here it's uh you know i've heard your story it's it's incredible um you know you're you're the guy we all want to grow up and be you know and uh I think after me going through these experiences, you know, after I passed selection and all that, um, that became my family, even the guys that continued on and, and got over there. And, uh, uh, you know, two guys specifically, they, they pulled me through. Um, they were there for me. They were like, hey, nothing's changed, man. You're, you're, still, you're still Kobe. We're still your buddies nothing's changed. We do this job and you're out there snowboarding backcountry. So, Hey, I hate you. And, uh, you know, I'll catch up with you in the future. That's, jealousy, that's brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the whole grass isn't green on their side. Cause as much as, you know, I'm going to be like, Hey, uh, sometimes I, I wish I was, you know, on a bird going on infield. They're going to be like, Hey, I wish I was spending time with my kid going on a hike. And I don't get to do that often. And, uh, and that's kind of leveling me out and helping me with it. Maybe some other guys out there you know, who have transitioned can kind of take up the same outlook on it. And uh, it doesn't make it any better, but your friends will. So if you link up with good dudes um, and get out in a positive network or, sorry, positive environment, do some positive things, you know. And I'm not saying like, hey, turn to this. I'll use the term square here. Like i I don't ever drink or whatever. If you, you know if guys want to go up and uh, and drink some whiskey around the fire on a mountain, you know, okay, they'll probably end up crying and hugging each other, or some other weird thing. And uh, that's a lot better than uh, than getting smashed in a bar, you know, seeing who you can fight next. And uh, that's kind of the biggest thing we want to portray um, is you know when we're doing these events in the local area, it's uh, we're all family men. you know we're adults. I'm sure people have some kind of perception of me being this uh, Denver, you know, every Ranger Bat guy in Denver. They say they're turned to hipsters or something. You know, this pothead right. hipster. People make fun of uh, you for
2: people make fun for feeling good and having a good time, right? Yeah.
0: You're like you're hanging around
2: your hipster friends, you know, you're hanging around your wife's friends because you're you're different. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm happy? <laughs> I'm not posting pictures of boobs and guns. I'm posting <laughs> like family photos, and you're making fun of me. I get it. So that's. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah my i you know this podcast was uh i wasn't actually going to share uh, so much detail in the backstory but i'm uh i feel good about what i did no, i'm glad you did too
0: because what paul said i think what you just did could be the very same thing that that first sergeant did in front of that that unit i mean it's a profound thing it's something that happens a lot more frequently and oh my god it's it's systemic it's out there everybody who comes on the podcast um, who shares uh, uh, their story has a very similar story. Jen and I talk about it all the time too on the phone about uh, these these same things. And I could see her her facial reactions while you were talking. We feel it. We feel it for you, brother. And we're we're there for you. And like you said, it's the circle of friends that you're with. We're all family here, so it's all good. I, what I want to do though is give an opportunity for you to share where people can learn more about Uncana's products and go and purchase them. Because I, I think what you, you have also expressed here throughout this podcast, and you didn't do it in a way, by the way, and I appreciate that, of, of just pointing to your organization. You just said, if you're going to be a consumer of these products, this is where you go.
1: So the, the biggest thing is we need platforms, right? We need – if there's any type of action that's going to happen, it's going to be we – Initiate political action via a bill introduction or something like that. Policy change introduction by members of Congress and senators. And we're in talks with those people now, and we have their support. We're going to need, you know, 100,000 signatures in 60 days. That's how you petition the White House. Uh, right now, we can't get 100,000 signatures in 60 days. We don't think we're we're big enough. We don't think the audience we have is wide enough. And frankly, we don't think people care. Why should they care about active duty guys? They're soldiers. They need to shut up and do what they're told. They've got medications. You know, you know people they focus
2: on the problem. They use a that 22-a-day crap, and they left out Texas, California, other states. It's it's bigger than that. There's more yeah. people killing themselves a day. Now, let's just throw that out, because when you kill yourself, you, you affect so many more people. You you remove yourself from the problem. That's easy for you. You know, you're, you're gone. If it is 22, how many more people a day aren't killing themselves that are affected? How many family members are affected? How many children are affected? You're talking co-workers millions and millions and millions of people that are affected that don't kill themselves but are affected and need help yeah it's more than 22 or 30 a day it's it's all the people that haven't killed themselves that might that need the help the number so much bigger and your story is is it's not similar I don't like that I like the word similar but it mimics every other story. It's, it's not even similar. It's almost identical. Everyone has the same issues. They have the same problems. They, they want the same things. I didn't even know I had zero emotions until I realized I'm either angry or I'm elated and there's nothing in the middle. I feel nothing. So I either have to be completely angry or I'm completely elated and there was nothing in the middle. And I had to find that middle ground You know, where you're talking to your, your kid walks in the living room I didn't smile. It was just somebody walking into the living room to me, you know what I mean? Until I found that again. And people don't, yeah. they don't have it, they, they forgot they had it. They forget who they are. They become different people until they realize it and then they hate themselves. And then the shame cycle begins, man. And, and until you break that with something, and it can't be Big Pharma pills, man, you know, that shame cycle just is, is, is a daily for me. It was literally, well, hour to hour almost for me, you know, not daily, hour to hour. I still deal with it, but you know, products like yours—I mean, even the ones you sent us—amazing and
3: they work. Yeah, I, I'm with Tom on that one. I think you hit the nail on the head. We have three options out, and that's pills, or suck it up and ignore it until you implode or explode, or what? Drink. That—that's what you're given, and you, you're asked to carry all this. You're asked to be impervious. You're asked never to falter, or never to waver, And when you do, when you do need help, their answer is something that can cause a psychotic break, or destroy your organs, or make you suicidal if you weren't already. So thanks for what you're doing, Kobe. It's huge. I got some people in Colorado for you to talk to to help increase your uh, network a little bit.
2: Yeah, if you coordinate this, Kobe, and figure out when you want to go for those signatures, and we all are in line and hit it at the same time. I bet you. Yeah, I bet you can do
1: it. Yeah, yeah. And we'll to take it. that further. You know, we uh, we don't give. Away, we'll all talk offline, but we don't want to give away too much. Um, it's we, we've got guys lined up. We've got the testimonials. Um, we've got the politicians that want to support this, and uh, it's a matter of waiting until the FDA regulation guidance comes out. See what the DOD does with it. Either way, we're going to continue pressing, continue raising uh, awareness about it. And uh, you know, at a minimum, say we do get 100,000 signatures in 60 days, I'm able to go to Congress with a, you know, team of guys uh, who you know the community respects, and, and uh, we're able to talk about this and give our piece, and then it's in, you know it's in their hands at that point. Um, at a minimum, I think that people on their own are going to say, uh, you know, I'm going to do what's best for me, um, and in to kind of caveat that, you know, to keep DOD from coming after us, we. Make it perfectly clear that these products are completely banned in the DOD, all ranks of service. We've seen DOD instructions, memorandums, policy letters from uh, company level, you know, at the unit, all the way up to, you know, the SecDef DODIs themselves, or I guess secretaries at a minimum. And um, a lot of it's conflicting information, a lot of it's misinformation, a lot of it is still standing information from prior to the Farm Bill uh, passing on 20 December. Um, so I think they need to get up and start working to really figure that out. And right now, I think they're sweeping under the rug. And uh, you know, I'll tell you why. When CBD caught the military's attention, it actually started at Fort Bragg. Um, there were a bunch of soldiers from the area who were using synthetic vape uh, oil products that were kind of getting spread all over North Carolina. And you know, I talked about bad actors in the industry outnumbering the good uh, when this first kicked off. They're sending out Synthetic products designed to get you high and then stamping CBD on it saying it's all natural 0.0% THC And if you're in the know, you know that company sells, you know synthetic or actual THC oil uh, It's designed to get you high and, and they're pushing that out there. And so Actual natural THC oil. Okay. No big deal. You know guys gonna catch a buzz use medically, whatever um, Obviously active duty. It's a big deal. Uh, so make sure we make that clarification but when you talk about the spice, the synthetic stuff entering the market that's being marketed as CBD, that's where the big disconnect came from. And so you've got the world health organization saying CBD is safe for use with no potential for abuse, uh, you know, in humans and animals on one hand. And then you've got DOD and the news media pushing out that people are bleeding from their ears and going crazy from taking CBD oil. And, uh, will tell you, you know, I've, I've taken quite a bit since I uh, found this company and, uh, haven't experienced anything like that yet so there's my personal testimony for you guys i guess but bottom line is it was confusion and so if you look at it from command perspective and in big dod picture it's like how uh do we prevent these young guys from vaping synthetic stuff to try and get high or maybe protect the guys who don't know that it's synthetic it's being marketed wrong right so their their blanket answer is ban it ban it all, no one gets CBD, full spectrum isolate, doesn't matter, you do not get access to it even though it's absolutely incredible and will target and treat every single issue our community faces, right? And that's me personally saying that uh, because I've seen the research and and the science behind it and uh, and thousands of anecdotal uh, statements that say the same. Uh, So that's my personal belief. So they do a blanket ban, right? And and that simply is not okay. Um, If they wanted to do that, ban all vape products. So you can't use vape because you can't tell what it is. And if you are using CBD oil, you need to keep the label on it. And then we're going to have an approved list, just like we have, you know, approved, or I guess the black businesses, you know, get blacklisted in local communities around bases. have a approved vendor list for CBD products. Vet the companies or listen to the Hemp Industries Association, you know, Hemp Roundtable, um, National Hemp Association, all these different organizations, U.S. Hemp Authority. We're putting stamps and seals saying these companies, these manufacturers have a safe product that meets all standards, right? So the way this is shaping up is that these products are going to be on big box retail store soon in some form. And DOD is still going to be saying that, like, you're going to run jump off a building with it, right?
2: It all plays a part in something. If CBD is so great, nobody will buy weed. And they're looking at that like that 0.5% of people that go there instead of there. Oh, that's trillions of dollars. So CBD sucks. Cause I'm getting into THC. You know what I mean? It's always something attached to it.
1: You, you see that all over the industry too. And, uh, I guess the biggest thing I can say is, uh, if FDA regulation guidance comes down or legalities or pharma, you know, takes over the market and says no one can produce it anymore. Um, I'm telling guys like get an acre, man, put, put an acre of hemp in and start using home olive oil extraction and, uh, put CBD in your body. Yeah. Cause it, uh, it helped change my life for the better. And I think it can help other guys. And, uh, at the end of the day, you know, if I didn't have access to this, knowing what I know now, that's exactly what I'd do.
0: Give us an idea of how people can find out more about Uncana. You know, what are some of the ways in which they can find you? I know you're out on Instagram. Sounds like all your accounts are basically Uncana, whether it's Uncana.com, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, all the social media, right? Absolutely. You can search
1: at Uncana—that's U that's
0: U-N-C-A-N-N-A,
1: on Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, and Instagram. is actually going to be our primary platform where you have direct interaction with us uh, the majority of the time. Our website's www.uncanna.com. Uh, our biggest benefit on the website is going to be our CBD guide. So even if you do not purchase products from us, check out the CBD guide. Uh, for research and factual information to most of your questions. Uh, One thing I want to touch on quickly was Uncanny Events. It's another Instagram page that we stood up uh, in order to build our local Denver network and integrate with veterans here. Uh, We're extending open invites to the public to join us on Outdoor Adventures in the local Front Range uh, about once or twice monthly at this point. And the biggest uh, idea there or concept is getting solid individuals uh, looking to, you know, be a better version of their self out in a positive environment in order to have a good time, uh, different modalities other than, you know, drinking or, or maybe other uh, negative coping mechanisms. Um, as a final thing we'll say here, I've got an FDA disclaimer. I, you know, we, we've we discussed the FDA uh, regulatory framework quite extensively at this point. I do need to put that out there. The statements I've made throughout the podcast have been my own, and do not necessarily represent uncana. And at the end of the day, um, the FDA disclaimer, you know, our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, prevent any disease. Uh, they're not FDA approved. We have our disclaimers on site. Uh, so please do not misconstrue any information we've talked about as, um, you know, legally factual. Robert, I'd like to wrap this up just by giving a thanks to uh, everyone that's really gotten us off the ground. You know, there's a lot of, uh, businesses, public figures, you know, big names in the industry and, uh, just regular people who have done an incredible amount of work to promote us, promote what we're doing. And that just kind of comes full circle and shows us that other people believe in, uh, in what this supplement's capable of. And we just really appreciate everyone's support. And, um, you know, as a company, we're fighting for the community, we're hiring from the community and we're giving back to the community. And, uh, that's not going to change as long as I'm the, uh, the CEO. So I appreciate uh, you guys bring us on. I appreciate all the support and uh, we'll see what happens next. Robert with mentors for mill. Uh, much appreciated bringing you on here, giving us this opportunity It is absolutely massive. Um, yeah, brother. I think you, I think this conversation is a help me personally, but will help our mission and in, in company as well. And for anyone listening to this podcast, you know, feel free to use mentors for mill as it's spelled uh, for a discount on their order with us. And uh, if anyone has any questions, you know, send them to the team. You can reach us at hq.ncan.com, and uh, we'll funnel it and address it and normally apply within, you know, 24 hours.
0: I really appreciate you coming on, Kobe, and telling your story like what we talked about here. I mean, there was one thing that we got into the whole spectrum of the the manufacturing process, the CBD itself, and the whole aspect. But when you came and shared your story, I think that's going to be powerful and I really appreciate you coming on air with us and talking about this. This is, again, the only way that we can educate people and get them uh, knocked down. The misinformation is to give them correct information. And so by you coming on here and doing it in the way you did uh, is commendable. And I really appreciate you doing that.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. Tom, Paul, uh, Scott, it's great to meet you guys. Um, if you need anything from us, if we can help in any way, you know, I'm call away, email away. And uh,
2: I'm thinking full spectrum.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) like I don't know how big a box you have, but (laughs) we'll we'll work on a five gallon jug for you. Like it might might be expensive. CBD Uh, cannabis, it
3: saves lives, man. I appreciate it.